Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means. It's time for you guys to talk to me about ghosts. And that's what we're going to do. I hope you're all fantastically well. It is St. Valentine's Day. Yes, it is. I've met him, you know. Well, I haven't, but more on that later. Anyway, I hope that you've had a wonderful Valentine's Day. You're having a nice one. And if you're not into it all, I know there's people who are single, Brilliant. Well done, you. I envy your free time. And there are people who are in couples, but don't bother. Well done, you. I envy your look at capitalism. And there are people like me who forgot, well, didn't forget, I left a card in a shop. But more on that later. Anyway, needless to say, it was a rushed day today. But none of this is spooky. So what are we going to do today? We're going to look at some of your amazing ghost stories, of course. We are going to do a paranormal review after this little segment. And, of course, we're going to speak to Becca in her haunted Reddit corner. All in all, we've got a lovely little episode and a lovely day about love. Or not, if you're not into it. Anyway, but first and foremost, we of course need to say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. When you sign up to Patreon, not only do you get two podcasts each and every week, one a ramble, as you can tell I like to waffle, when I just talk about anything and everything that comes into my brain, as it comes into my brain, you also get a paranormal podcast on a Sunday, and Becca's been a resident guest for the last month, which has been fun and lovely and argumentative. So you get all that and the back catalogue of about 200 episodes there to binge on at your content, and uh, yeah... And you support the show. And I also say thank you via the medium of song, which I'm about to do now. So if you'd like to support the show and join our Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Just like these people have. The guitar is well and truly out. And we have three wonderful new Patreons to say thank you to today. We have Beth Hansen, Taya Couture and Just and Kate. It's four technically. And this is for you. Oh yeah. Beth Hansen, Just and Kate. Take a joy. You're helping to keep the lights on and keeping the show. You're keeping the show afloat. Thank you, guys. And it's on a seventh, as I like to do here in Wintag Towers. So if you want to become a Patreon and binge all of those additional, additional extra hours of content, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now, let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Well, I review, so you don't have to. It doesn't work. Okay, it's time for me to review something paranormal so that you don't have to, as I've just said. And yes, it still doesn't work as a saying. I really need to improve that or at least find a better saying. Anyway, today we're going to have a quick review or a quick recommendation, should I say, of another podcast. And that podcast is, and I'm sure you've heard of it, it's The Unexplained with Howard Hughes. Now, Howard Hughes is a proper broadcast journalist. Like, he's actually done news reports for radio companies when the Twin Towers went down and stuff like that. He's a well-spoken guy. I'll try and do a good impression of him because he's a fellow scouser, but a well-spoken one. Let's see if I can. Um... My name is Howard Hughes, and welcome to the Unexplained... No, I can't do it. Anyway, check him out. He's amazing. He's, um, I don't know, he's a legend, really, in the podcasting paranormality world. And you should check him out. He does about two shows a week, and he also broadcasts a live talk show in a London radio station. And, yeah, he's just brilliant. You'll find him all online. You can get these podcasts anywhere. If you search The Unexplained, you'll see one that's called Unexplained with Howard Hughes. Just get it. 
listen to them. You can binge them. If you've never found them before, you will thank me for this because there's some great ones. He has some amazing guests. Like he's had the woman who was involved in the Conjuring case. She's been on. He's interviewed Guy Lyon Playfair before. He's just, he's a genius and he's very good at what he does. So two thumbs up right to the sky for Howard Hughes and The Unexplained, the podcast that you should stop this and go and listen to immediately. Now it is time for that part of the show, which is my favourite, where we get to talk about your true paranormal experiences. Now our first email is a cracker, and it's anonymous. The person writing it says, Hi, hi. If you read this, and I am, please keep it anonymous, and sorry for spelling mistakes, I'm shaking as I type. So there you go. We're going to keep it anonymous, obviously, but if someone's shaking as they're typing it, I think we can all agree... The writer sounds terrified, so let's go for it. Since I was young, my nan's house was in Leytonstone, East London. This is a story of the basement. Now, to give you some background, my nan is from Romanian gypsy descent. Therefore, she always told me I had a gift. I didn't understand what this gift was when I was five to eight years old. All I knew was I could feel other emotions and how others were feeling. Now it was our secret. When I grew to nine and ten, she warned me about contacting ghosts. It's dangerous for our kind, she said. I always wanted to try with my friends, but got an overwhelming fear of Ouija boards or anything like that. My nan's voice would ring in my head, saying those words over and over. Now to understand why I'm emailing you, I was terrified of one part of my nan's basement. I would feel a pressure whenever I would be in the shadows, like it was touching me from a young age. I stayed in the light and felt even safer when my nan was down there with me. One day, she explained why I must turn on the light before I open the door to the basement. In brackets, again, a clueless child, I followed my nan's words to the letter. Nan always repeated that her guardian angel was in her cellar and would protect us as long as it could see who we were. Therefore, the light must be kept on. My granddad thought it was my nan playing tricks on us, but I always obeyed my nan's one rule. Flash forward to July 2013, my nan and granddad had passed away, and I decided I would help my mum to clean the house and empty it. I was 15 at the time. The house felt cold and dark, It was no longer the warm house that I remembered. I believed it was because my nan and granddad were no longer home. It was no longer welcoming. Little did I know. Two days into cleaning everything out, it came to cleaning the basement. I said to my mum I would love to clean it. I'm protected as long as the light's on. We both laughed at the joke. The joke. Yeah, right. I walked towards the basement, opened the door slightly, put my hand in, turned the light on. I walked down the stairs. I'd done this a hundred times before, but this time, something was wrong. I didn't feel safe. So I'm cleaning the shelves of what is old and what needs to be thrown out, when a bulb blows with a bang. I think nothing of it. Then another, and finally the third that bulb plunges me into darkness and I cannot see but I feel a hand on my neck 
and I scream. My scream came out muffled as I wasn't able to breathe, and this thing pushed me into the shelves. I felt the anger coming from this thing, like it wanted to scream, get out of my house. That's when the guy who was helping came and found me, and I was screaming at the top of my voice, get out of my house, in a man's voice. He picked me up and took me upstairs. As soon as I was out of the basement, I stopped. Now, the strange thing is, me and the guy only remember this incident. My mum doesn't. A week later, after finishing the clear-up of my nan's house, my mum knew I was shaken up and decided to take me to get my hair cut. A psychic walked into the hair salon, as she was a regular too. My auntie, the salon owner, saw the psychic's face and asked her what's wrong. The psychic replied, This is why I quit the job. She walked up to me and said, Elsie, Elsie is protecting you, you know. She's the guardian angel your nan has assigned. She knows you and loves you. I brushed it off. I don't know an Elsie. It's all a trick. Then, one evening in 2014, my mum got out some photos and we were looking through them. My mum said, Gosh, you're looking more and more like my nan every day. So I asked, what was her name? And she replied, Elsie. My nan had always said that when she died, she would come back to play tricks on us as a ghost. And when I was up at 2.54 every night, I would wake to a nail scraping on the sole of my foot if it was sticking out of the bed, just like she'd done as a child. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but I believe I'm like my nan. There is something bad following me, but also something good. That's why I'm scared of Ouija boards or contacting spirits, as I shouldn't welcome it. I should never give it the opportunity to scare me again. I sometimes see this man in the corner of my eye. He's old, frail, and dressed in black. But he has no face. And that is all the submitter of that story has emailed in. You know who you are. I'm not going to see your name, but by God, what a terrifying story. That is amazing. Thank you so much. And um, I'm sorry, but you know, if any dead relative of mine came back to play a prank of scraping my soul of the sole of my foot with her bare nail, they'd get a kick to the face and I'd be out that window, three floors up or not. So well done you, you're very bloody brave, I'll say that much. But sincerely, the thing you're talking about at the end, the man in the corner, frail man, no face, you know him, you've just described him. Send us in more about that. I want another email from you, Anonymi. Yes, I do. Anyway, should we have one more? Yes, we should. Now, our next email is also anonymous. And it comes, well, I say it's entitled, Two Stories a Decade Apart, One Room, from a Skeptic. Interesting. And the email, it's, well, it says it's entitled or it's from H Stays Quiet. Hmm. They write, hello all. Hello. 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 Meow. I haven't given my name because I'm a bit embarrassed about admitting the following. Hey, don't be embarrassed. It's not that these accounts are super fantastical. It's just difficult to process when you're already sceptical about ghosts or the supernatural in general. Anyway, here are two small incidences which took place in the same room, my bedroom in my parents' house, when I was a young teenager and then in my 20s. I'm in my 30s now. 
These incidents took place in a house near Heathrow Airport in a very ordinary suburb. Well, I'm intrigued. Nothing better than a sceptic writing in a ghost story, I think. So, let's see if that's the case. Here we go. When I was a young teenager, I shared a bedroom with my brother. It was the summer holiday, during the day, and I was on the top bunk of our bunk bed reading a comic. I heard my brother enter the room, looked over the bunk to see the top of his head, and heard him sit on his bed. I said, all right. I didn't hear any reply and thought nothing of it. I just figured he didn't feel like talking. After about an hour later, I tried to have a conversation with him again, and again, no one answered. I climbed down from my bunk and was surprised to find no one there. Our room was pretty loud. There was no carpet on the floor, so it creaked a fair bit when you stepped or moved across the knackered floorboards. That's how I heard him enter. Regardless of this, I figured somehow he must have quietly left the room. I went downstairs to where my mum, younger sister and brother were watching TV. I asked him when he'd come downstairs. He said he'd been downstairs the whole time. I explained I'd seen him move through the room and then my mum confirmed that they'd all been in the living room for the whole time. It put me off going into the room for the rest of the summer by myself. If I did need to get something, I ran in and ran straight back out. I felt really stupid doing it during the day, whilst it was sunny. At least going to bed, we were both there and I could distract myself talking to my brother. It really freaked me out for some time and I can still see what I saw so clearly in my mind today. The second incident took place around a decade later and lasted only a fraction of a second. My sister and I walked into the same bedroom. I can't recall why, probably grabbing something to bring downstairs. We looked down and a small waste paper bin, about 30 centimeters tall, moved, scraped itself across the floor about 10 centimeters physically moved, like it had been lightly kicked. We both looked at it, we both saw it, and to this day we have no explanation as to why or how this thick plastic IKEA paper bin moved. It was daytime, the window may have been open, I can't honestly remember, but the bin was a good two meters from the window, and I honestly don't think a gust of wind moved the thing. We certainly didn't say, can you feel that breeze? Look how it moved the sodding bin. We tried to work out what might have happened as the years have gone by, and it's become a bit of a family joke. Remember that time you saw a ghost? Or remember that time you thought you saw the bin move on its own? I've no explanation for these accounts. I've tried to figure them out. I've applied simple reason to what might have happened, but I always draw a blank. Maybe I fell asleep the first time, dreamt my brother entering the room and then woke up without realising. But it's never happened before or since. Maybe he did come upstairs and my mum and siblings just forgot or lied for a joke. But again, it's not something they've done before or since. And 22 years on, I feel like someone would have cracked and said something by now. For the second incident, there were two of us in the same room and we were equally freaked out asking each other if we'd kicked it by accident. We were a good few feet from the bin. Maybe a floorboard tilted, maybe there was some sort of tension that would cause it to move in such a manner. 
All I can explain is that the space was static, apart from our entering the room, and we purposely saw the bin move. Anyway, those are the stories. Make of them what you will. I've only started listening in the last few weeks to your show, and I'm really enjoying what I've heard so far. All the best, H. Well, H, thank you so much. It's great when a skeptic gets in touch and says, listen, I don't believe, but this happened. And I'm, you know, I can't explain it. A little bit freaked out because, you know, that's the sort of bread and butter which makes all of our spines go a tingly, I do believe. So thank you so much, H. And if you got, you know, I don't know what it is. You know, did I can't explain the bin, obviously. Yes, it could have been one of those things where maybe there was some tension caught on that floorboard and you opening the door has caused it to loosen and it's moved the bin a bit. Maybe, maybe. But also, it could be the devil himself. No, it could be a ghost. Sincerely, it could be. We just don't know. That's the beauty of these things that happened in the past. We have no way of telling, but it can be corroborated by your sister, which is fascinating. We love a good witness to help. Yes, we do. Anyway, it's that time in the show where we head over to the corner that is paranormal and features Becca and Reddit. Yes, it's paranormal Reddit corner with Becca. I nearly forgot the name of the title then. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for paranormal Reddit corner. With Becca. And we are here in the wonderful Becca's Reddit Corner. Hello, Becca. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm not bad. Can you guess what I'm going to say to you? Um, no, what are you going to say to me? Be louder. Uh... Let me move this. There we go. That might be better. I've moved the microphone now. You were quieter. Oh, no. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. And don't worry, if you don't have anyone who's give you any gifts... It's probably on you. I'm joking, of course. It's not nice. an important day. It's all just commercialism, isn't it? Let's be honest. Did I tell you I've met St. Valentine? No, you <coughs> I've been to his grave. That's not the same. It is. No, it's not. He went, how are you, Kev? I said, I'm fine. Thank you. No, St. Vinny. That didn't happen. St. Valley. That didn't happen. Um, I, for- I didn't forget. I lost your car, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, came running in this morning. Beck, Beck, disaster, disaster, disaster. Yeah. But knowing how you overreact to things, believe it or not, I wasn't alarmed at these cries of disaster. Yeah. And I was like, what's up, Sidi? You're like, your God, it's, I've left it in the shop. It Which sounds like a black like as well, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I had. You know, that's exactly what Jim Royal says to Barbara Royal about her Christmas presents. He's like, oh, it's just in the shop, that's all. Yeah, no. What happened was, because you love balloons on special days yeah. I got you two lovely balloons didn't I yes lovely balloons big helium ones mm-hmm. and um, at the same shop I bought a card and a little teddy bear mm-hmm. right and because I didn't want the card popping the balloons I put them in different bags now because okay. balloons as you can imagine helium balloons in a big plastic bag is a lot of nonsense in a busy shop mm-hmm. when you're also trying to get stuff out and pay and carrying umbrellas and it raining and stuff like this so clearly what I've done is I've paid. The shop assistant's been busy as well. I took the balloons and left the card and the thing on the thing. But I also had in my hand, like, your chocolates and stuff like that in different shopping bags, you know, like mm. Tesco bags and stuff. Yeah. And then they had my lunch in another bag. So all that I had in my mind was the bag with the balloons and everything in my left hand, as soon as I get in, gets shoved in the wardrobe until Valentine's Day. Right. And then Valentine's Day, I woke up and I went to write your card this morning and... Uh, no card. I mean, that was another question when you were like, I didn't even realise, I've just gone to get it out. And I was like, so you haven't written a Valentine's card? And you were like, I always do it in the morning. I always do it in the morning. Christmas. You not, don't do it Christmas morning. I don't do a Christmas card anymore. Anyway. And you don't do my ber- uh, my birthday card in the morning either. No, but there's a lot of work that goes into that, isn't there? That, you know, that you normally get a little treasure map and all this. <laughs> so I can't do that in the morning because it takes forever. But, like, Valentine's and stuff, yeah? Normally do it on day. Would I have liked the teddy? 
Um, it was just a, it would have just went on top of the wardrobe. It was just like a little one in a cardboard box holding a heart. Okay. Only a small one. You know, like a token gesture. Because mm. we don't go nuts, do we, for Valentine's? No. But anyway, none of this is important. Although, just to let everyone know what I got in return, I got Belgian sticky buns, I got Haribo by the bucket load, I got some chocolates, and garlic bread in a heart tonight, and crumpets in a heart shape, and cheese in a heart shape to go on the crumpets in a heart shape. That's right. So I think they're, they're the best bits, aren't they? The, cr- they the are, heart-shaped yeah. crumpets and the heart-shaped, heart-shaped cheese, cheese to go with the heart-shaped, heart-shaped crumpets. crumpets. Yeah. Ironically, both things that will injure my heart in a medical sense. You love but crumpets and cheese. I do love cheese. crumpets and cheese. Can I ask then, who are the square crumpets for over there? So, I was trying to get the heart-shaped crumpets, and when I first went out, nowhere had the heart-shaped crumpets. Right. So, as a backup, I bought the square crumpets, and I had the heart-shaped cheese, <clears> and I thought, well, I could maybe cut the square crumpets into heart-shaped That's for very you. noble of you. Um, but then I managed to get hold of the heart-shaped crumpets, so now we just have extra square crumpets. Ah, amazing. I, I thought you were having an affair then, you see. I thought, if you give crumpets to the men she loves, then who the devil are those for? But at least I prefer you, because you got the heart-shaped ones, and you just got squares. Well, yeah, very true. Um, anyway, none of this is paranormal. Anything spooky happened to you this week? No. That's a lie. Oh, it's not. You always say this. <laughs> um, by the way, just to let you know, I'm working on a third podcast. Um, spoiler alert, but I am. And I'm looking into some stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I was looking today. And it's pretty dark and it's pretty government involved. So if I go disappearing or if I suddenly die... It's not an accident. What? What are you Googling? Don't Google I can't tell you right now because it's it's all secret. Don't be Googling illegal things. It's not illegal. Well, then why would you be disappeared? Because it appears the more I look into this, more and more people have disappeared in looking into it. So so I thought I'd give it a go. Oh, brilliant. You know, why not? Anyway, that is kind of scary, but it's not paranormal. But I'll tell you what is paranormal. This story that I found in Reddit. Now, interestingly, what drew me to this is its title because it reminded me of you. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Is it or is it? Let's see. The title of this is Non-Believer, But Something Spooky. Okay. So, Give it an intro and I take will. it away. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Woo! Let's begin. I say something, but actually it's several things, and I still don't believe in ghosts, but... So, my son was adamant there was something going on in this house and had several stories. He was brilliant at anecdotes, so I hope I do this justice. The main one is when he was home alone, watching TV with my two little dogs. Poppy was sat snoozing next to him, and Millie was curled up on his lap. He was lost in whatever he was watching, and then he heard the dogs running around upstairs, feet and claws, tapping on the floorboards, chasing each other, making a hell of a racket. Fuck's sake, damn dogs fighting, better go and bring them back down here, he said to himself as he lifted Millie off his lap and put her next to Poppy. He experienced a few other things too, and so have I. Did you, did you see that he's going damn dogs upstairs and they're both sat next to him? They're both sat next to him, yeah. I did see that. You've done that very well, by the way. I completely believe you were shouting at naughty dogs. Thanks. Sat chatting with my daughter in the lounge and I hear what sounds like a tap, faucet, running in the kitchen. We both look at each other then spend a good minute discussing who's brave enough to investigate. Because I'm the mum, it falls to me. And yes, the tap was turned on. Full blast. We've had that happen. Haven't. What we have. My final few things I'll bundle together because I think they were grief-induced. My son died suddenly in 2018. Oh. But nonetheless scared me witless at the time. I've heard male voices so clear they've made me snap my head around to see who's spoken, seen things fluttering like a little bird out of the corner of my eye, and the one that really, really, please excuse my language, scared me shitless was feeling as though someone stroked my head and forehead as if to soothe me. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And um, what do you make of that? That's very sad. It's very sad somebody died. And it's, I suppose it's not, unu- not unusual to see dead ones when they pass. Mm-hmm. No, to um, experience those sorts of things due to grief 
Mm. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but, so, for example, you're already poo-pooing, I take it, the tap, because we've had the tap turn on. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to rehash old ground, but we've had the tap turn on. So, um, then towards the end, she's saying about male voices and hearing stuff and things flushing in the corner of the eye. Right, okay, so, now back to the tap. So, the interesting for me there, thing there, what, not our tap, their tap, oh. is if the tap's gone on mm. and both her and her daughter are like, I'm not going, you go, no, I'm not going, you go, and they're both already scared and mm. don't want to go immediately, without even looking into it, their mind just jumped to the paranormal. Mm. Like, why is that? That's what I would kind of question. Why was because that Because a tap's turned on by itself. Well, they don't know that without going to look at it, do they? Well, even weirder if they go in and there's a man stood there. They're like, you're not meant to be here. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, the fact that they It's all right, it's a murderer. <laughs> Phew. It's okay, it's just a human in yeah. our house. You shouldn't be. Um, well, in that case, even worse. If it was a man, she wouldn't be sending a daughter in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true, stranger. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just the reason for that. You know, why was that automatically? Why was it presumed to be paranormal? See, now, out of all of those things, I would say that the tap on is the least explainable. So I would say, like, you know, the scratching and feet running upstairs could be mice. Yeah. Um, or rats on a false ceiling. I've heard mm-hmm. that before, and it's very disturbing, especially yeah. if it's a hollow ceiling. Yeah, um, well, sometimes noise does funny things, and it sounds like it's coming from one direction when actually it's coming from another. Yeah, very true. We've done that, haven't we? When we've heard a noise somewhere... And you've gone, yeah, yeah, it's over this way, and look left, and I've thought yeah. you were saying the same as me, and I've been like, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's this way, and looked right, and yeah, we're like, exactly, what? Yeah. And we just both have completely heard it from different directions. Yeah, and it's easily done as the sound reverberates off things, but and that's what I mean. And the thing about I think I do think grief can do things like to your brain, definitely. But also the thing she describes in the later ones where she's put it down to grief that could be um, infrasound, so the fluttering in the corner of the vision that's a common thing of um, low frequency. Uh, infrasound noise so a really low frequency noise can vibrate your cornea and mm. cause like things moving in the corner of your vision okay um, I don't know whether it can affect sound I don't think it can but it mm. can make you feel sensations like being touched as well right okay see I think as well optical illusions are often like not really explored as a possibility when I think that might frequently be the case so like for example in Liverpool there's a couple of paintings around one in an art gallery and one um, in this like quirky quarter just mm. near us where the paintings and they're painted in, in such a way deliberately that when you walk past, like left to right, it looks like it's moving with you. Yeah. Like it looks like you can see a different perspective, almost as if you're looking through a window and as you walk past, you can see more of it yeah, like yeah. around. And they're really good. They're, they're really, really realistic. Good, yeah, really and like clever, every yeah. time you walk past, you notice. Um, but that's just like an optical illusion. And why, you know, it's so well done. Why don't you, you know, why don't we presume that that can happen just in general day to day? There's so many things that you look at and you're like, oh, when you look at that, it's actually that. Uh, you know, we never kind of think of that, do we? No, I know what you mean. I know, yeah, it must happen in everyday life that people see things and, and mislabel them. Hmm. But for me, it's the paranormal. Right. Not all the time, but I think a lot of the time. I just think it shouldn't be poo-pooed out of hand. I've got to stop saying poo-pooed. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's not. It's like something like, like you know, maybe Lord, little Lord Fauntleroy said, <laughs> stop poo-pooing my idea, mother. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, your best turn of phrase. No, it? it's not my best turn of phrase. Anyway, Becca, um, thank you for joining us, or allowing us, into your corner. Have you got anything well, spooky planned upcoming that we need to know about? Um, no. I Any tarot readings or, you know, ghost hunts that you're going on? No, no, I don't Unsurprising. Think so. no, yeah, no, unsurprising. Um, we've been in about three different buildings this weekend, though, where you've gone, this is probably haunted. Because it probably is haunted. Um, I mean, we were in a dock, like, at, like Liverpool Albert Dock, which has been there since, like, the 1600s or something. Mm-hmm. In a building in there, which has turned into a restaurant, and it's like in the arches of the dock, so that's definitely haunted. 
This is a nice pizza, though. They did a nice pizza. But I have thought, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to get, like, a little map of Liverpool. And I am going to start just going into places, like the independent places, not like Mackey's. Mm. And saying, oh, yeah, I'm doing this survey. Would you say this place is haunted? And if so, why? <laughs> I'm doing a survey. You're going to have a well, clipboard and wear a high-vis. Well, all right, I won't say survey. All right, I'm doing something because... <laughs> oh, excuse me, you've got five minutes. Uh, scale of one to ten, how haunted would yeah. you say this place No, I reckon, I reckon that that'll be an absolute brilliant thing to do. You'll get loads of invites to go in and do um, look around and stuff. Here's an idea. Have you ever thought of just setting up a stand in town, you know the way loads of people do, and just saying, talk to me about ghosts with a big sign, and having people just come over to you and telling you ghost stories? I've not thought about doing that, and actually that's a really shit idea. Why do you think that? Because all you'll get is kids firing McDonald's straws at you. You firing McDonald's straws at me. And people calling you knobhead and throwing stuff. Why do you think that? Do you think people come up and just... No, because ghosts have still got that weird sort of thing, hasn't it? People people presume it's a weird stuff for weirdos and no one wants to be seen as a weirdo. I know it's not. I do a podcast about it. Anyone, yeah. Anyone who reckons they've had a ghost story... We'll tell anyone who'll listen about the ghost story. Also, every, who's got time walking through town like on your lunch to go and have a 10 minute chat with me about ghosts? Well, I'm on a Saturday when it's a more laid back. Okay, well, well, I'll think about it. I mean, it's fucking weird, but I'll think about it. All right, whatever. I mean, don't, don't do it for my benefit. I will. So. I'm doing I, it completely for your benefit. I don't need you to do it. I'm just saying, if you want to gather some local ghost stories, that might be the no, way. It's just not about, you know what? In, in all honesty, you've had worse suggestions. I'll be honest. Non spring to mind, but you have. Um... <laughs> Well, thank you, Becca. You're welcome. And, Becca! Uh, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? Turned into a crow then. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, and yeah, thank you. We'll, we look forward to re-entering your corner next week. Mm-hmm. That sounded sexual, didn't it? Did you? On this Valentine's Day. Anyway, thanks, Becca. You're welcome. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner. Oh, no, that sounded sexual too. Just Valentine's Day. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs>